This episode of The Shatterbrook Files contains depictions of death, including death by drug overdose. If these topics were difficult in any way, please stay away from these files and come back to us for a different investigation. Thank you. I've always loved reading. When I was a kid and my parents took me to their friends' houses with them, I'd always bring a little stack of paperbacks with me and sit in the corner and read them. Lewis Carroll, Roald Dahl, Tolkien, anything. I couldn't get enough. After the car crash, when I was in the hospital, I asked them to bring me some books. One of the nurses brought me this little cart of shit from the Lost and Found. There was a really worn-out copy of Edgar Allan Poe's stories. I started reading that. I was still reading it when the doctor came in to tell me my parents were dead. I didn't even look up from the page. Even now, when I think about that day, the accident, the hospital, all of it. All I can really remember is Annabelle Lee. I'm not good at talking, making friends or keeping them, but I love reading. Reading's the only thing I've got really it. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, I suppose. My name is Dahlia Fokker. I'm 18 years old. And a maiden once lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. That's all this story is about in the end. The girl who loved me. Her mistake. She loves you, you know. <sighs> right. Did she tell you that? She didn't have to. She's just slumming it with me. I'm something new. I bet she's never been with a poor girl before. I don't think she's ever been with a girl. I can't blame her for being scared. Yes, I can. She's making her fear my problem. I think you know what it feels like to have things to hide. What are you talking about? Maybe you should try being honest with her before you're honest with everybody else. You have no idea what you're talking about. Don't I? Your roots are showing. Tia, listen! I met Eloise a few times, back in middle school. We weren't friends exactly, but I'd seen her around. Blonde hair, brown eyes. You're pretty close. But your hair's growing out. Did you bleach it? I had to. You don't understand. Explain it to me. I can't. You know I can't. Something about this place that makes everybody hide. It's cursed, I think. In a way. It's nobody's fault, because there's layers and layers of these lies pressing down on everybody, like layers of dust. If you don't tell the truth, you'll get stuck here. What do you mean? Stuck here how? I bought some bleach from the student store for you. I thought you wouldn't want them to get suspicious. Thank you. You're going to damage your hair if you keep doing that, you know? It has to hurt. It's worth it. Because you're so happy at this school. I'm happier than I would have been. You're lying again. I am! Thea, they let me read here. They let me talk about what I'm reading. It's complicated. I actually have to put effort in, and I love it. I really do. Of course it's worth it. I belong here. Yes, you do. You won't tell anybody? People keep asking me that. You never tell. Thank you. You're so nice sometimes. Is this what you're really like? Are you an asshole to the others just for kicks? Or is it so you can push them away before they figure out there's something off about you? It's just how I am. If they don't like it, they can leave it. Where you go again, on the offensive. 
Aren't you tired of hiding? Did you ask Juno that too? Yes. What did she say? Yes, she's tired. You're tired. We're all tired. We're all this great fucking school. And it's never going to end because this loop goes on and I have to listen to everything. I have to hold all these secrets inside my head until it kills me. What do you mean, kills you? I'm just being dramatic. It's been a stressful few weeks, with exams and all. Don't worry about me. Are you sure you're alright? Always. I was just about to pour some more coffee on. Could you read me something from your book? Oh. Sure. It's just that you're always carrying it around. Of course I'll read you something. Um, it was many and many a year ago, in a kingdom by the sea. I've been preparing for the exam for months. Quite literally almost a year. The people at our local library had learned my name, and they'd started letting me stay past closing until I fell asleep over my textbooks. The entrance exam had three parts. English, math, and an essay. I could do English in my sleep, but for math I had to study by myself. Our public school's curriculum wasn't exactly up to par. I was working as a babysitter then, $11 an hour. I'd saved up to pay the exam fee. $150. I kept the bills tied with a rubber band in my jeans pocket. On the day of the exam, I got up early to go stand in line for a few hours with a bunch of girls who were richer and smarter than me. It was still an hour before start time, but there were already maybe 50 people there. I took my place at the end, behind a girl with platinum blonde hair. She turned around and smiled and asked me my name. I told her. My name's Eloise, she said. That's a nice name, I said. I wasn't sure how to make conversation with somebody like her. She was so polished that she basically shined in the gray morning light. We talked about books. I told her I loved Poe. She said I was morbid. I laughed. He writes about such awful things, she said. A heart under the floorboards? That's why I love him, I said. I love awful things. They make me feel less awful. After an hour, we got to the front of the line. She gave them her name and waved to me as she passed into the hall. I gave them my name. They looked up at me. I saw myself as they saw me for a moment. Ratty brown hair, crooked nose, sweater I'd gotten from the bargain bin. Did I know there was an exam fee? Yes, I said. I did. I put my little roll of bills on the floor. They counted them out, looking disgusted by my little rubber band. It wasn't enough, they said. They'd raise the fee to $200 that year. But this is all I have, I said. It, it's all I have, I've worked for months, you have to let me in. They told me I was getting hysterical and I'd have to leave the line. But this is my one chance, leave the line, miss. I think that was when I started screaming. They didn't let me take the exam. I don't know why I ever thought they would. But it was all I had, being good at reading, being smart was all I had. I put all my hopes on that school and, well, I'd get in. I would. I had to. I sat on the sidewalk for three hours, staring into the gutter. Then, finally, the exam ended and Eloise came and sat next to me. Could I get your number? She asked. I wasn't thinking about it back then. This wasn't some master plan I formulated. She was cute and she was asking for my number. That was all it was. No ulterior motive. I gave it to her. I had to get into that school. You need to understand that to understand the rest of this. My foster home wasn't terrible exactly, but it was 
poor. My whole life was being poor and not having enough and being on track for a mediocre job and I couldn't stand any of it. I couldn't do it. I'd die if I had to. I wanted art and literature and money and for that I needed Shadowbrook. I needed Eloise. Have you guys noticed the skies look the same all this time? What of it? It's just cloudy. But it doesn't get darker when it's supposed to be nighttime. That is weird. I'm not recording anything on that thing. Love, both of us did it. Your secrets can't be that much worse than ours. Got no idea. You don't know anything about me. Only because you won't tell me anything. Don't you think I have reasons for that? What is it, Elle? How bad could it be? What, you're poor? You had to do some bad shit to scrape by? Your parents died? Fuck off. You don't understand. You'll never understand. You've had this life handed to you. Both of you have. And I know you have problems too, but it's different. I had to fight to get into the school. Clawing and biting, I had to. I didn't have any other options. That was it. If I look back, I'll fall apart. Eloise, it, it looks like everything's falling apart anyway. If there was ever a time to be honest, it's now. I can't. You don't even have to tell us. Just record it. No. Even think about it. No. I was a child, and she was a child. Can you hear that? That Thea? Fuck. Our love, it was stronger by far than the love of those who were older than we. Of many far wiser than we. Stop it. And neither the angels in heaven above, nor the demons below under the sea. Please stop it. I can't do it. I can't. You don't understand. Thea! Never dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. Yeah, I know. Elle, what was that about? I can't fucking get rid of her. Who? Thea? No, just give me the recorder. You can listen while I talk. Just let me finish. But you said that- Thea's fucking right. It's me and her. It's going to be me and her. You and who? Eloise and I spent that summer together. We went out almost every day. It gave me a welcome excuse to leave the house. There were five other kids living there, and while the adults weren't awful, they weren't... They weren't my parents, so I couldn't look at them. We went to parks and cafes and bookstores. She bought me $50 worth of poetry books once. She always paid for me. I didn't say anything about it. She said she loved me. I said it back. I still don't know if it was true. This next part is easier if it wasn't. It was the day before she had to leave for school. She texted me and said she'd gotten a hotel room for the two of us. I walked there. It was getting dark. This next part is where it gets bad. She was waiting for me on the bed, sitting cross-legged. She'd bought some weed somewhere and she was trying to roll it up. She was going off to convent, she said. You have to have a last hurrah. I laughed and took the papers from her. I'd been in a foster home for five years by then. I knew how to roll a joint. I gave it to her and she lit up. She inhaled. I waited for her to exhale it all out in a big white plume like I'd seen other kids do. She didn't. She started to wheeze. Her face and white as her hair. She was grabbing at the blanket, then hands scrambling for anything. 
I moved away. I got up. I watched her do it, and I was I was numb. I was panicking. I didn't know how to do mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. It could have been something the joint was laced with, or some latent asthma acting up. That was what I was thinking as I watched Eloise drown on dry land. I didn't know how to do mouth-to-mouth. -mouth. What was I supposed to do? I couldn't have done anything. I couldn't have done anything. I watched her go limp. The girl I loved. I had to get out. You have to understand. I had to get out of there. My life was awful. I had to get out. I had to read. It didn't take me very long to make a decision. She had her suitcase for school at the foot of the bed. I found her ID in her pocket and switched it out with mine. I went down to the corner store by the hotel and bought some bleach. I dyed my hair in the bathtub, naked, and then washed the last traces of it down the drain. I took her uniform off and exchanged it with my clothes. With my hair blonde, I looked passable. I could pass. She'd said her parents had hired a car for her at seven in the morning. Her parents barely saw her, she'd mentioned. They wouldn't have wanted her to come home for the holidays. She was trouble. They wouldn't notice. Nobody would notice. At 6.45 in the morning, I used her lighter to set the bed on fire and walked out of the room. The car arrived shortly after. I waved and got in. I looked in the window as it pulled away from the hotel, as the first plumes of smoke started to appear above the hotel. In the reflection of the glass, I saw Eloise Emmerlich. When I got to school, I pulled up the local news. Dahlia Fokker's body had been identified by her school ID. A 16-year-old girl, dead in a hotel fire, started by a cigarette. Terrible tragedy. I did what I had to do. It was an accident. And now I'm her, and she's me, and well, no one can ever dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. That's the story. That's the truth. What the fuck? You wanted the truth. Elle, uh, what the fuck is your name again, Dahlia? Don't call me that. That's your name. You stole somebody's identity. She wasn't using it. The mouth to mouth. You said you don't know mouth to mouth. I don't. The other day when we were when we were making out, you made a joke about it. You said you'd tell Britain you were doing mouth to mouth if she came in. Do you know it? No. Do you know it? Couldn't you have tried it? No, I didn't know how to do it. I couldn't have done anything. Did you want to study fucking Poe so badly that you let a girl die in front of you when you could have saved her? No, it, I didn't. I wouldn't have been able to do it. There was nothing I could have done. If it had been me, would you have done the same thing? What? If it had been me and that hotel room with you, would you have done that? No. I don't look enough like you. That's the only reason? I had to get here. I did what I had to do. And now you're here. Are you happy? Is this what you wanted? At least I've got something. I would have been a poor girl living on the same shitty block, working the same shitty jobs. You could have been happy. Plenty of people are happy without money, working shitty jobs. You only say that because you've never had to do that. Money can't buy happiness. Oh, sure, that's easy to say when you've got it. You can't use being poor as an excuse for murder. It wasn't murder. You should have called a damn ambulance. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! I loved her! 
Yeah, you loved her so much that you stripped her body bare and stole her fucking life. Well, now you know me, Juno. What was that you said about wanting me? All of me? Sweet nothings and all that? Look at me now. Look at what I've done. I did what I had to do. You don't like me anymore, right? Don't want to. But? Fuck off. Just fuck off. So, we've all told the truth. Is that everything we had to do? Sh shut up. Listen. I'm here in the common room of... And there's... Who's that? Shut up. You can see him, right? Hello? Hello? Shit. Shit, shit. I can see them. I can... Who was that? Get a camera. Did you see? Yes. There was something... Odd. Such as the man appearing in the middle of our room? Yes, but... If he was a ghost... Wouldn't he say we could see him? Not that he could see us? What? That doesn't make any sense. If you broke into the material plane, wouldn't you say we could see you? That's what ghosts always say in movies, right? You can see me? So? So, he said I can see them. I can see them. Like, we're a phenomenon. Like, we're the thing he was looking for. The Ouija board asked if we were dead. No. It asked if we were dead. We aren't. It's just break. There isn't anybody else here. Shouldn't there be staff, at least? It's just break. Everybody's gone home. It's been almost a month. Shouldn't break have been over by now? No, 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 no. We've just lost track of time. The sky doesn't change. When's the last time you guys ate? Or slept? No. No, 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 no! I wish I could say that I'm sorry. But I'm not. If I had to do it all over again, I probably would. I'm sorry that she died, but... If I'm being honest, she didn't want this. She had everything I'd been dying for. Books and school and money, and she didn't want any of it. I did. If I hadn't gone to this school, I would have died miserable and alone. As it is, I died with friends. Friends who are awful and insufferable and who I hate. I'm closer to them than I am to myself at this point. If I look back, I'm lost. I can't think that if I hadn't gone here, I might still be alive. I could be working in a bookstore, maybe. I could be going to university. I could have a girlfriend. If I hadn't gone here, maybe Juno and I could have lived. Britain and Thea, too. But I don't think she would have loved me as much, because if I hadn't gone here, if I hadn't done this, I wouldn't be Eloise Emmerlich. I wouldn't be me. She loves me. It's the awful thing. She loves me and all the horrific shit I've done. We've all gotten tangled up, the four of us, and now we're just... stuck. The ugliness and lies and secrets are keeping us here. Stuck. How much pain can four girls carry with them? How much fear and anger? How many girls have died and gotten trapped in these walls? How angry were they? If I think about the generations of pain I stand on just to be here, I'll lose myself. Whoever I am now. There's so much of it here, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say anymore. I'm not sorry. And I wish I was. 
My name is Dahlia Fokker, and I killed Eloise Emmerlich. Or maybe it's the other way around. I'm two girls, and neither made up of books and patched up with bleach and lies. I'm dead. So is the girl I love. And so, all the night tide, I lie down by the side of my darling, my darling, my life and my bride, in her sepulchre there by the sea, in her tomb by the sounding sea. How did it happen? I don't know. How did Thea die? It's just like in the old novels, like in Poe or anything like that. They never describe the important things. They describe everything around them and then don't give any details on the thing you, as the reader, actually care about. She just died. There wasn't a reason for it, she just did. Her name was Thea, she wore her hair like that and dressed like this, and then died when she was 18 years old and her three friends died with her. Amen. Was this hell? Okay, Jean-Paul Sartre. Stop being pretentious for one second. Are we in hell? God knows we deserve it. Why? What have you done? Well, there's the sodomy. You're so religious. You don't go to hell because of sodomy. Really? Why the fuck am I here with you then? Alright, fine. You're in hell because you fucked a girl and liked it. Are you happy? Does that make you feel better? What we did was wrong and awful. Feel free to self-flagellate now. It isn't even a gay thing. It's the fact that you're awful. Chuno, Chuno, come on now. You're the worst! Morally! And I'm still in love with you. What does that say about me? That you're a human. You're a person. You don't pick who you're in love with. Not really. I should know. What? I've stuck around the both of you for three years now. I'd have to be insane to do that if it wasn't for love. You can still be a little bit insane. You're in love with us? We're all in love with each other. The four of us? This is love, isn't it? Being stuck with the people, awful, horrible people who treat you like dirt even after you die? That's awful. Yes, well, it makes me feel less awful. I'm sorry, Britt. It's fine. It isn't. I've been such a bitch. We all have a little. Yes, but you've tried your best to keep us sane. It didn't work, but you did try. That's important. If Catholic God is up there keeping track, you've done the best of the three of us. Thank you. Hey guys, where's Thea? What do you mean? If we're all dead, then where is she? I'm staying. Jesus Christ! That's terrifying, oh my god. Have you been here the whole time? Yes, I'm always here. This episode of The Shadowbrook Files stars Olivia Spreen, Tessa Perdomo, Emma Renson, Rose Madsen, and Thomas Malinowski. It was written by Thomas Malinowski and edited by Olivia Spreen. Original music is composed by Valsmi Yatskovsky and the rest is from Epidemic Sound. Cover art is by our friend on Instagram at Scribbling Senate. Special thanks to our patrons, Tessa Perdomo, James Harper, and Jennifer Perlet. If you'd like to support The Shadowbrook Files and any future podcasts, check us out on our Patreon at Malinovsky and Spreen and on our Instagram at Malinovsky and Spreen. We really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Join us next week as we continue our study of the strange case of The Shadowbrook Files.